Welcome to Parenting That Kid. My name is Ashley Tolliver. As a mom of twins, one being a highly sensitive child who responds to the world in a non-traditional and sometimes challenging way, I understand the desire to find the golden answer. Maybe there is no golden answer, but there are resources, tips, and tricks we can all use to help us make this uniquely normal parenting journey a little more fun. This podcast is a roadmap to parenting that kid for myself and other parents. If recording my journey as I seek a clear starting point, community, and effort to normalize what sometimes feels abnormal supports at least one parent, then my time is not wasted. And hey, if it doesn't, well, there's documented proof that moms deserve a glass of wine. Cheers! Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your child. Okay, honest moment here. If you're like me and there are days you're ready to toss in the towel when it comes to raising that kid, then this episode is for you. On this episode, I got to speak with Anel Billups, a teacher of 17 years, mother to two special needs children, and a personal family consultant. Anel is the owner of Parents Advocating Love and Support, PALS, and she shares professional tips on how she supports parents who have children with special needs and challenging behaviors. Anel provided so many strategies and tools in this episode that help parents develop more patience while creating consistency for their home and their child. I'm telling you, your cup is going to be so full after you listen to the words that Anel shares. Hope and encouragement in this episode. It's going to leave you feeling empowered to raise that kid. I'm thrilled to say welcome, Anel Billups, to Parenting That Kid. Welcome, and thank you for taking the time and coming to share what you do with myself and all of the listeners. Do you mind just kind of giving an intro of who you are, a little bit about yourself, what do you do, what are your expertise in this area? Um, I'll be very honest. I kind of was intrigued by you because you talked about rhythm. So I think that's where I want our conversation to go, the value of that. But I would love to hear about yourself. Yes. So my name is Inel Phillips. I have three beautiful boys. I have one who has special needs and I have one who dealt, we dealt with behavior issues. Um, and so I we live in Alabama. I love where I live. I love my children, I'm, I'm, truly, I'm truly enjoying being down south. We are originally from Connecticut, so it's, it's a nice big change <laughs> for us. Um, and so I have, I have my bachelor's in child and adolescent development psychology, and I'm currently finishing up my master's in child and adolescent development uh, for psychology. And so in the midst of all that, I decided to open up this business, and it was inspired by my children. Um, mm-hmm. And so my business is called Parents Advocating Love and Support Consultants. And it's pretty much in his name, because I'm a parent of three beautiful boys, but I also didn't have anyone to have that love and support when it came down to my children with my son who had special needs um, and with my son when he had behavior. I had the support with my family, but I didn't have the educational background or the support with my children. Right. Um, I, I was a teacher for 17 years, but I taught early childhood. I taught science. But honestly, in the, my years of teaching, I never had a child who had autism or ADHD um, who had speech delays or anything like that, believe it or not. So when I, when my son, when we're a blended family, so when we got custody of my son now, that's when I became open to, oh my gosh, it's a whole different world. And I had no idea. I was totally lost. And so I went back to school and I said, I have to learn these things. I have to advocate. I have my certification in advocacy because I think it's very important to advocate for your children because Mm -hmm. you know them best. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of how, who I am a little bit and where my business came about. And so with my business, I decided I want to help parents who have children with special needs or behaviors and challenges at home because I know that it's hard to have a strategy or have routine or just to have that support like, hey, look, I'm having this issue. What can I do? I'm, that's what I'm here for, to be that extra support. I love that. I love businesses that come 
from your family life because it really does feel like it's coming from the heart. And I think then the other families or if you're in the healthcare, the patients, they really start to feel that and there's a deep connection. And then I think the outcome is generally just so much grander than the outcome of somebody who's just doing this as a day-to-day job kind of thing. Exactly. So thank you for sharing that. I know sometimes people get a little a little choked up about their family and that that's yeah. what triggered them because it's hard. It kind of brings back memories, but thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. So what type of children and families do you work with? You said special needs and I know ADHD is very strong in my, probably even genetic family line, to be honest, mm-hmm. but definitely currently with my children. Um, and then you mentioned autism. What type of children or families really do benefit from the work that you do? Any parent and a parent, when I say parent, the a person who has a child in their care, auntie, uncle, mm-hmm. sister, brother, or if you are, you're taking care of a child full time, you're a parent, mm-hmm. hands down. And so any parent who has a child with any type of special needs or special or aggression or behaviors, anything at all, even just little simple minor things where they're like, you know what, we're trying to get them to potty train, but you know, we're trying everything at home. What can we do? Mm-hmm. So just, just even simple things like that, just trying to help them because I didn't have those resources at mm-hmm. all. And I didn't get that support from the school to get those resources. So I want to be that extra support and that resource for you to help you get through that. that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I did. I like that. You're advocating to help them find the tools and resources that work for their specific family. I love that. So I mentioned earlier that I love rhythm and routine. And that's kind of what was, you know, why I was drawn to you because you did share that at one point. I thought I need to speak with her. Um, It's something that I think I was kind of forced into, or I knew I needed to because I have twins. And so you you just have to have some kind of routine or rhythm or it's chaos with two babies going different directions, (laughs) but I, (laughs) and it's still chaos, but I, I feel like families who have maybe one child don't understand how that really could benefit them. Um, and that's not to say it's not okay to not have rhythm and routine, but I have learned with our children as we have learned more about their neuro, um, communication that they really do thrive on that, whether they're a twin or not. Um, so I would love, because that's what you really do help families with. I would love to learn more about that. Maybe what you do to foster routine, how you work with them, things like that. Well, like you said, it's very important. That's something I had to learn. Especially when I said he has ADHD with a developmental delay. Um, mm-hmm. and he has, um, executive functioning processing disorder and sensory processing disorder. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. And so <laughs> I had no idea about visual schedules. You know how I found out? <laughs> I found out when he brought home this little folder and at school, they did like a first then thing and he, and he knew what was coming next or what he needed to do. And it was just on his thing. I feel like the teachers kind of did that intentionally to say, okay, he needs something. So that's how I discovered, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? So I started doing a schedule and I had three boys. So like you said, when you have multiple children, you have to get a rhythm going. You have to get a schedule going because if you don't, it's chaotic, it's no structure. And a child with special needs needs that. They thrive from that structure. They need something to keep them going. Yeah. Um, and so having a routine, a rhythm, is I, I found to be very important. And I, I think it's been the best thing in our lives, getting timers to you know, keep them on schedule because he will get distracted. He'll take forever in the shower. And I'm like, you've been here for 30 minutes. What are you doing? He's like, I have no idea. You know? <laughs> They can't even recall. I don't know. Yeah, they're like, I don't know. I've been here that long. I feel like I just got in here. No, no, not really. (laughs) So having these schedules really helps that child. Um, And so do you want me to talk about the benefits of it? Like, yeah, absolutely. Keep going on. No, no, please. The benefits, especially what I found for myself and what works for our home that I would love to put out there for other homes and other parents Mm -hmm. is that 
it helps them and it kind of promotes that structure and that sense of security for that child mm. that they know what's coming with next. There's many types of schedules and visual schedules that you can use. Um, you can look them up free and get some free ones. But with my program, I help you find a schedule geared towards your household for you. That's going to benefit you and your nice. child and your family. Um, because you can find so many out there, but you're like, I don't really need that. That's not what I really need. And that's what I do. And so right. I had to find a program in my home that worked for me and all three of my kids. Because all of your kids are very different. You have twins. <laughs> Even though they're twins, they're oh, yeah. personalities. They're different. And so they, they thrive differently. But every child, I'm going to tell you, all my kids, having a visual schedule really helps them know what's coming next. Um, for my son with ADHD, he needs to know what's coming next. And he also has to learn that change happens. And so having that visual schedule helps that with a child who doesn't transition really well. So you said visual. Are you talking pictures? I, you mentioned timers. Are you yes. talking even words, I guess, when your kid is able at that point in life to read? How, what, do, what are some visual aids that work and like you said every child's different so what works for one might not work for the other exactly and so i'm glad you brought that up because that goes i don't know if you heard of the kinesthetic learners uh -huh. where they have multi-sensory learners and so i had to learn that my child doesn't learn just from me saying it i right. have to put they they learn by using many different senses so i had to put a visual um like i do a morning schedule so they have a visual of getting up and getting dressed and it says uh -huh. getting up and getting dressed so on top of the words he's connecting it with the picture um, and so I'm visually giving him that and I'm also doing an auditory. So I'm saying it to him. So he's learning both ways because everybody learns differently. Um, then I do the more sensory thing. So I have a Velcro. So what he does, he takes a Velcro sticky thing off. He loves to feel the back of the Velcro and puts a check mark right there because he knows, okay, I've done that. And they do this every single day because it keeps them focused. If he doesn't do it, he's totally to miss this or miss that step. And, he, and he's messed up for the day because he missed a step or something. And mm -hmm. so I love it because I'll say, okay, Jason, I know that we have this right now, but we're going to have to change it. So I, it gives them a heads up. It gives them that like, okay, that's not happening right now because this is happening. And it mm -hmm. prepares them for when school, because with school that happens all the time. Yes, you may have a schedule in school, but things happen. You may have a guest speaker. You may have a fire drill. So it really helps that child to know there's a change coming and I can handle it now that I know there's a change coming. I love that. I like that you have mentioned that you say it. And then of course he's seeing it in front of him. Um, I always wonder how, how that works for every child and you know, how as a parent, you struggle to try to find the answer for your child. And I would wonder then having an outsider view come in like yourself, being able to see that child and then listening to a parent's struggle, you might even be able to pick out, oh, your kid really could benefit from the visual. And you've been working so hard at the auditory way of trying to get things done. I feel like that outside perspective is kind of a little bit of fresh, you know, breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, because we as parents struggle trying, <laughs> trying so like many everything. things. Everything. Wear ourselves down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So do you have um, three tips how parents can see what type of routine would work best for their child? I mean, obviously having you in their house is probably the best thing they can, but until you can get into their house or until they can have a conversation with you, do you have some kind of tips for parents to look at the kid and think, maybe we should try this or take yes. this away because this wasn't working? Mm -hmm. uh, a big thing is stories. I always tell if you books. Books are the best thing to have a schedule. And you can use a lot of books. There's one book that I really love called William, What If I Wonder by Carol Wolf, W-U-I-F-F. And it talks about his worries about school, especially with this pandemic and virtually mm -hmm. learning. Kids are eventually going to have to go back to school. So they have a lot of worries about what's going to change, what's going to be different. 
And so you can read stories and have children what if and wonder and talk to them about it and say, oh my goodness, he's so nervous. He didn't know what to expect. And it kind of goes, oh, there's a bus. Oh, what if the bus gets lost? Oh, but it didn't get lost. So it's a really cute book to kind of talk about schedules, to talk about this is what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? It really, and you know what it helps too with having that visual with a book? It's a great communication skills, very good for children with the, um, language delays to mm. really develop some language and that social emotional connection with your child because you're reading a book with them. Books are always a great way to really get visuals going so they can see it and then talk about it as well. Yeah. And I think you just hit the nail on the head when you said going back to school, I don't, you have, I think, and mentioned your children are, are back in school. Mine are not. And so I think, um, although we're not, <laughs> we're not like 100% succeeding at distance learning, I think there's kind of an idea and expectation of what's happening now. Mm-hmm. And there's this fear behind what does that look like when we do shift back to school? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we start a routine again for school? There, as there's always a little bit of a chaos when things start to shift, but how do we switch back into that school mode out of the house? Exactly. So I like the idea of having a book that's kind of, even if it's not talking about the pandemic and distance learning, but it's preparing you for, you are going back to the classroom around people and there will be a new type of rhythm because it's not in your house. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Um, so, okay. It's parenting these children take extra patience as I'm sure you have learned. <laughs> and I just really think that patience, um, especially when you're trying to figure out what works for your child is hard for parents. And it's also, um, exhausting, but I think it's super important for our children. Do you have any ideas on how families can work on this and how that looks as you're trying to figure out routine and supporting your child in a routine while maintaining patience? Maybe even some yes. tips for parents to help maintain their patience and come gather themselves before they <laughs> start the yes. routine. So uh, two things that has worked for me because and this is why I did this because I realize a lot of parents need that because I didn't know, like I said, um, one is we as parents try to get from point A all the way to point Z. We got to get it done. Our kid has to get it this quickly. And I think that was one of my issues as a parent. And I had to learn, you know what? I have to start with point A and get to point B. I have to take it one day at a time, minute by minute, hour by hour, one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a change. And so that's how, it, you know, that's where we need to start is taking it one step at a time. And also taking that time and just having that moment to say, okay, take a deep breath because I, I, you can't do it all at once. You just, you can't. And it does get overwhelming. I, I understand that. I know, you know, cause we're doing football and we're doing this and it gets overwhelming, but I have to realize, I, you know, I tell, I, and I tell parents this, I had one parent today, we, we're going to start right here in point A. What is the, what is your end goal? That's your end goal. Okay. Let's get to point A and point B. Eventually right. we'll get to that goal. Don't try to rush it. You know what I mean? That's really good. I mean, that's just what we're doing right now. I think in, in school we we have this desired outcome at the end of the day, we're going to have done this, but how did we get mm-hmm. from here to there? And I think you made a good point that we, we as parents just already go there because we've had yeah. years and years of practice and we probably don't do it very well, to be honest. I feel like <laughs> I'm like, wait, did Z even follow? Is, where yeah. is that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure and I'm not kids, touching yeah. that today. <laughs> and kids, and kids don't think that way like we do. And I think that's what we have to go kind of back. Our kid, my son, he's taught me that. My kids are like, mom, what are you talking Wait, I'm not there. True story. You're not. I've already, we've already done that assignment in my head. Like we're done. So I had to go back and say, okay, we start here and and it's helping us, especially this year. Last year, my oldest who has special needs, he started out in fifth grade. It did not go so well at all. We we bonded. We missed assignments. I was still learning. This year we're on it because I'm like, okay, my problem was I'm trying to get him ahead and he can't, he can't, he can't meet me there. So let's go back and start here. And it's been helping us. We're doing one step at a time. 
Oh, I love that. That's really, I mean, that's so, so sounds so simple, one step at a time, but that's how their brain thinks. Mm -hmm. And, and you cannot have the end without having the middle. It's just, I mean, that's the best part of a book, the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, we have to, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, I was thinking too, like with the point A, point B, yes, we start there, but I think a lot as parents, we have to shift our mindset too. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about that with parents. I think our mindset, we have to learn to want to change how we do things we can't is not working and so we have to shift our mindset to a more positive outcome we have to think more positive and I know it's hard it's easier said than done it takes a lot of work I promise you I that was me but once you start thinking positive you're going to see such a difference in your environment with your children yeah yeah you're right I like that you know and um approaching the circumstance um in a different with, way yeah absolutely if you just come at it like well you're right that didn't work then now the kid's going to feel that didn't work instead of, hey, what did work? Or mm -hmm. we're step A, B, and C to really get it to work. I like that. Yeah. Um, do you have some resources? You had mentioned that one book, but do you have some other books either for children so that they can read it too? Because I think um, empowering your child is probably one of the best gifts you can ever give them. Exactly. That as parents, we, we too want to read and we too want to mm -hmm learn and, and support our children. Do you have some maybe books for both or one or the other? Yes. One thing that I wanted to mention is social stories. I don't know if you've ever dealt with social stories, no. but a social story is geared towards you and your child. You can make your very own social story. And that has been a popular thing that we use with teachers and with parents. I've used it. I made a story for my six-year-old. He, um, one of the teachers, like, he's just like to get up and move and he doesn't understand <laughs> I have to have him sit and listen to the story and he wants to go do that. So yeah. I did a social story about just making good choices and sitting down and I would read it to him every single night and eventually it clicked and he can read it too and look at the pictures and we can talk about it and you can make it yourself. You can go on Google and copy and paste and make a book. You can take get your camera and take real pictures of your child doing what you want them, like what you're trying to get them to do, making oh. your own social story geared towards them. And if they see them in that picture, they relate to it better and they can read it. And you can make your own book. And it doesn't have to be a long book. It could be five pages of just making good choices or listening or learning how to listen or this, you know what I mean? So right. social stories is a really good way to kind of get your reading in and you're gearing it towards what's geared towards you. Oh my goodness. I'm jumping on Amazon after this. I've never heard of this. <laughs> you but can I'll look be them up it. on Teachers Pay Teacher. You can okay. make it yourself if it's inexpensive. Um, okay. Teachers pay teachers. You can sign up an account and they do have free items. And some of this stuff's not really that expensive. It could be a dollar or two dollars. You can download oh. it. Um, and that's something that we do with our services too. I can, if you don't have the resources to be able to do that, I can print you out something, laminate it, get, get it ready for you to be able to use. It, it really nice. works. Okay. I love that. Okay. That one's fun. Do you have some other ones? Um, and then doing any type of free online classes that will help. Um, I know one that I've actually done is called Parents, Positive Parenting Solutions. She gives out a lot of resources, a lot of little workbooks that can help um, just for you as a parent and, and more resources that can get you to be able to work with your child because it is about that environment and that, that empowerment, like you said, with your children for them to grow and learn. And just that, that bond as a family because you want to keep that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, those are great. Thank you. And then I guess my last question is, what do you want to share about your business that I haven't asked? I, I feel like I, uh, like I want you here in Texas so that you can come <laughs> work with my kids. Um, wow. But is there anything that you feel? And I should say that because we are in the pandemic, which is such an odd thing to ever mm -hmm. 
really feel like talking about to, to anybody I know, much as a stranger, really. But what are, you, what are you doing right now that we are all homebound, but yet still needing these supports and maybe even needing them more than we did prior to this exactly. you know, chaos in our life? Exactly. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because not only do I do in person, I do online Zooms. Oh, so I, I can do online that way. And I will email you and mail you out those resources like next day, two days. I will get it out right there. That's all part of the package deal. And I'm okay. also here. So if you feel like you can email me, call me, text me, Facebook me, whatever, message me, say, hey, all right, look, I tried this. What, what can I do to keep going? I, I'm here to support you. Like call mm-hmm. me, text. That's what I'm here for. I mean, not at three o'clock in the morning, obviously, but if you really need me, <laughs> I will answer and respond. <laughs> but that's part of my service. I'm really going to be there. And even after we're done with our service, I want to still have that connection to be there. I'm not coming in to tell you what to do in your home. I'm here to help you, support you. That's what I'm here for. Because I know it could be uncomfortable to have somebody come in or even watch and just say, okay, you know, well, I did that. I did that. And I don't, you know, I don't want you to judge me. That is not right. what I do at all. I'm here to support you because I was that parent that was judged. And I was that parent yeah. who felt uncomfortable to even share with other people because it was so much judgment, but I don't do that. I'm here to really support you. I love I, that. Mom, like I understand I have kids. I know the struggle is real. So. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh. Is it? Yes, absolutely. And the judgment can get really harsh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people are intimidated to reach out for help because of the judgment. So yes. you mentioned your package. Can you kind of describe if you were going to meet somebody brand new, how would this run down? Would it be emails first and then you send out resources and you come to their home or in this current case, you're just via Zoom, or is it straight up, I'm just going to meet you face-to-face, and we're just going to get down to the work? Oh, it takes a little bit of time, so we wouldn't get straight back, because I want to know about you and what your goals are, so we would do a, I'll give them a free 30-minute consultation, and with that consultation, I'm going to talk to you, ask you questions. I want us to, just like how we're just having a conversation, Mm -hmm. I want us to just be comfortable. I want to hear, I want you to vent. I'm not a therapist. I can't diagnose (laughs) But I want you to vent, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. Yeah. And I, had, I actually had a parent today that called me um, and she just been, and she's like, I don't know what to do. They, my son's only been in this daycare for a week and they're kicking him out. And they're saying oh. that this, this and that, and that's what I'm here for. And so now mm-hmm. I'm helping her, um, giving her that help and helping the school. I'm advocating. I'm going to go in and observe and see what I can do to help so that we don't kick her child out of that school. Wow. Um, and so that's what I do. I want to I get to con- have that conversation, get to know you first. Then, depending on what you need, I have two different packages that can gear towards helping me. So I have a four-week one-on-one package where you have access to me. I, I will access with you on Zoom twice a week, but if you need me anytime in between then, I would do that for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I have a 12-week one where it's more, that's about three months of really me coming in twice a week, maybe three times a week, just coming in and helping you because if you have a child with aggression or right. you really, you know, something that's really extensive and you really need that, that's what I do. Okay. Um, and because it takes three months for a child to really get used to a change. So if you have a child that's, and it's really, it's really tough and you really need that help. Like I said, as an example, aggression, if you have that aggressive behavior, that fighting, that biting, and you don't know what to do, I'm there with you for those three months. And thereafter, even though we may be done with our services, I'm still here. Hmm. I love that. You're right. It takes, sometimes it takes more than just a couple of weeks to really, yeah. But also that just made me go, oh goodness, three months. And then school starts. It takes mm-hmm. three months to get through that uncomfortableness again. It does. It takes a child. And I think that's one of the things parents have to understand. Consistency is key and patience because it takes a while for a child to really get a habit to change. And if yeah. I can't do it and we've tried everything, I do, I network and I have resources and references. And even if I'm not in that state, 
I connect with people. So I'm able to try to get you the help you need if mm-hmm. I can't do it. Because one thing is, I am a consultant. I'm not, I don't diagnose. I'm not a doctor. But I'm here to help and support you and give you that resource you need. But that's kind of the key is just having somebody be able to say, hey, have you heard of this person or have you tried this? Because like you said, you didn't have anything prior. And that's the whole reason why I started what I am doing, because I just felt like the Internet was this web I was falling into and I didn't have the support either. So you don't know what you don't know. And it's nice to have somebody who does know (laughs) Mm -hmm. who can share what they know and and equip you as well. It's wonderful. Wow. Thank you. Anything else, Sunil, that you just feel like is so important that everybody needs to hear about? I just want everyone to just, just, I want, it's important to know, just to just know that you got this. Don't give mm-hmm. up. Don't give up on your children. I know each day is a struggle. I've been there where I've cried. Many of them, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm a horrible mom. What am I doing? <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> yes, and you're not. And just think of the positive moments. And when my sons come to me and give me a hug and just say, I love you, mm-hmm. those are just, you know, those, just think of those key moments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think about this morning, it was rough getting up this morning, getting them on the bus. But before they got on the bus, they all, we always do like a ritual, like a love ritual. They'll do a thumbs up, a thumb kiss, a thumb hug. And, and I oh. think of that every day. And my littlest one, he's extra because that's just his personality. He does that and he gets to the bus, he turns around and blows me a kiss with a oh. thumbs up. So that's our thing. And I think about those moments. I'm like, all oh, that that happened this morning is irrelevant. Oh. That was just so beautiful. You know, like, <laughs> think of those moments and remember those moments because those are what's, what's going to really count. Yeah. Yeah. And those are what they're, they're going to hang on to in years to come when they're adults looking back at their childhood and then seeing the work that you put in as a mother that it might not have been perfect and it might have been really rough at times, but the effort was there from you. And that's just showing your love and compassion towards them. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. I am, um, I learned a lot and I'm going to (laughs) be going to go on and get that book for my son. He's a, he's a visual learner for sure. And uh, that will, we'll take all of those visual aids right now that we can. Yeah, so thank a cute you. Book. I thought it was adorable. And like I said, if you call me for a free consultation, you do get a gift regardless. And what I would do is give you the gift, have it mailed to gear towards whatever it is you're calling me for mm. before you even take my package or before you even take a deal with me. I'm still I love that. Just because you call, just because I want you to know I'm still here to support you no matter what. I love that. You're already kind of like equip- equipping people, ready to yeah. go. That's yes. so wonderful. Hey, can you also share how people can find you? That's super important, of course. Yes, I have um, Facebook. It's Parents Advocating Love and Support. Facebook is a public page. It's Pals Consultants LLC. You can look it up and it should take you right to it. I also have an IG account, which is Pals 2020. Um, but Facebook will be probably the easiest way you can message me. And I put a lot more on Facebook than I do IG, just because I'm not tech savvy with that, with the social media. So Instagram is really not a popular yeah. thing for me, but Facebook I seem to really be comfortable with. So you'll see a lot more on Facebook than IG. So Facebook, you can call me, my email. I'm sure you'll okay. put that stuff down as well, yep. right? Absolutely. So me, email, those are Private all message on Facebook and you'll, yes. it'll send to the right place for you to yes. reach back out and to I'll, them. Okay. Yep. Within moments. I won't, I won't keep you waiting. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, very, very packed full of <laughs> good, good stuff. Good nuggets. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. This podcast is for you, the parent of that kid. So go ahead. Tell me what you liked about this episode. Give me some ideas on what you'd like to hear. Maybe you have somebody you'd like me to ask those nitty gritty questions to. I'm ready. Oh, and if you have a friend who is also the parent of that kid, click that share button and empower them with some tools and tips as well. And by the way, imperfect parent, I know parenting that kid is hella hard, but I'm telling you it's worth it. You are rocking this parenting journey.